Welcome back, everybody, to the Bruce and Belters podcast. This is season three, episode 37. Um, I am kicking things off tonight uh, with a Maybach German style lager um, from Lakefront Brewery here in Milwaukee. Not really anything, uh, you know, too crazy or, or undiscovered. Lake Lakefront's obviously a pretty big brewery, but uh, 6.8%, just a really good lager, like a, a, a nice, heavy, sit-in-your-stomach lager. Um, not great for the change of the weather that we've got right now. Uh, a little bit, something a little bit lighter might might have been the move, but um, about these couple of days ago. So um, with me as always, Toby Hinefeld. Tobes, how are you? What you sipping on? Keegs, what's going on? Um, I have from Colorado and Odell Brewing, uh, Mountain Standard IPA. Never had it before. It's from Fort Collins. Um, kind of West Coast tasting uh, from what I had from it. And I'm trying to find the 6.5 ABV. So All right. just right right within the right shooting range. So yeah. yeah. Mm. You also forgot. So it's season three, episode 37, total episode 100, Keegs. Uh, we had our, you know, one to two week layoff and this just perfectly, it didn't even like if Keegs and I, if our lives in this pod was like a movie, it would definitely have like a soundtrack, like Nardo wick. Like it's just hitting on all cylinders right now. <laughs> uh, episode 100 for us came the same week as Kevin De Bruyne's 100th assist this past weekend and human songs 100th goal this last weekend for club. Uh, I, I'm not writing this, guys. It all this comes full circle, Toby. All natural. This is just organically happening right behind, <laughs> right in front of our eyes. Like I literally couldn't couldn't have picked it out any better. Literally couldn't. Yeah, yeah. A hundred episodes. It's amazing. What if What have you learned about yourself, Toby, uh, in, in our hundred episodes together? Grinding's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Grinding's tough. I learned that at a. Uh, at a high school blacklight dance at IBC when I was an eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've learned that I should never predict anything that's going to happen. Um, at oh, least yeah. not if my name's attached to it. If somebody else is is betting on it, I have pretty good history, you know, advising somebody else. I but do. God forbid, if my reputation or my money's on it, um, yeah, I might as well just keep my mouth shut. To all the advid listeners uh keegan last week bayern munich picked him over city i picked city he picked inter milan i picked benfica and then uh as for the other two we both picked real and napoli so uh let's just kick off right away with champions league keegs you picked bayern over city let's do it I'll I'll take the L on those three. I thought I stuck with AC Milan. Here you are, Keith. You I, dropped I this I L. <laughs> with I thought I stuck with my original gut choice of AC Milan, but maybe I'm wrong. I I do, I, will, I do appreciate that you remember my takes better than I do. I I will uh, I'll review the tape after this and get back to you next week. <laughs> we will fact check and uh, yeah, I'll my to, words if I'm, I have to. I'm probably remembering incorrectly, yeah. and it'll just hurt even even more, but. I am happy that that AC Milan bet's still looking good as of right now. Uh, waiting on DraftKings for a cash out voucher, but that'll probably not happen. I don't. I don't know if they do that like FanDuel does, but um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump right into it. I mean, yesterday's matches, obviously, Inter beat beat Benfica two nil. Um, 
in Lisbon and then Man City beating Bayern 3 0. I, I was, I know I chose Bayern, but then naturally over the last weekend, Man City put together a, a performance against Southampton. And granted, it, you know, it's Southampton. They, it's not like they did this against Arsenal or a team like Brighton or, uh, you know, United that are, that are playing well right now. But they put together a performance against Southampton that had me like sitting at home thinking to myself, is this the best attacking team, the best attacking Man City team that I've ever seen? Which that's, is a, that's a, a really bold statement. Bold statement. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that is a, a heavy statement to make, but I think it might. I I don't know. I, I guess it depends how you define best, but like the most dangerous, the well, the team that can hit you out of fucking nowhere. I mean, they scored a goal against Southampton that was, or no, it was actually a chance they created that they didn't end up scoring on. It was literally two passes down the line, down the right side. And then two passes to play the ball more centrally, and they had a shot on goal. And it's just, I mean, they're slicing through lines like a knife. And it it like it I I don't remember a time that I've ever seen them this well oiled or any team look this well oiled. Just from a striker forward perspective, uh Sergio Aguero, uh Gabriel Jesus, Raheem Sterling. I mean, I would rather have who they currently have with Julian Alvarez, Erling Halan, Jack Graylish, you know, those guys, uh, Mares, Agundawine. I'd rather have those guys up front. I mean, I would, I did, I mean, I love uh, Davi Silva. I think he was arguably one of the best city players of all time. Um, but I, I don't think his attacking threat was as potent as some of the yeah. other ones. And the guys I just said, Gabriel Jesus, Raheem Sterling, you know, Kun Aguero, he's retired pretty much, but Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling, they they will say that they wanted to go wherever, but City let them go. Like if City wants you, they keep you. There's no there's nothing to do with it. Like if they want you, they're gonna spend the money of whatever money it is. Mm-hmm. Just like for instance, today, Jude Bellingham, no longer a Liverpool guy. Sorry, Keegs. I just had to throw that out there. That's my way of getting this into it. Uh yeah. because and it's not like, oh. City's running, you know, they're they're winning the race. There is no freaking race. The race is who wants to spend the most money. Yeah. And City has the most money, and they get whoever they want. And so Raheem Sterling and someone else like that, you know, they just get shipped out for the next guys. And I, yeah, I never really, it's... I never really looked at what you were kind of talking about. But I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think this is the one of the best attacking forward and attacking teams that uh, I can remember in a long time. A couple things with that too. I mean, I, I just city is what I want to discuss the most tonight. Um, obviously we know they're gunning for a champions league. We know they've been building this team for a while. You look at the past couple of years, like Foden has kind of been peps like wonder kid star boy that he's been that, bringing up. And I, that I wouldn't mind talking him. about him too in a couple. Yeah. Of I mean, he's, he's, Really, not even seeing the pitch this season. Uh, is that on him, or is that on someone like a Jack Graylish? No, I think just, that's on Graylish, just balling the fuck out. Yeah, those calves, dude. That, those calves, man. Oh my time. god! And that's like that's. I guess there, there's a lot that I want to talk about with City, but one you mentioned just going out and getting the players. Like if City wants you, 
to keep you, they're going to, they're going to do that. If they want to replace you, they're capable of doing that and they're going to do that. And it, it goes, you know, we've talked about trusting managers and they trust Pep. It's, it's not if city wants you, it's if Pep wants you, you will be there. And that's to do with his vision. And then the, the directors trusting that vision and having all the money in the world to, to allow Pep to pursue that vision and to, to pick up those players. And I think it's really interesting. You see Foden come up through the ranks. He seems like the next star boy. They pick up Graylish, where, where it's like they have that luxury of, all right, Foden still has years to develop. Like he can come in, he can play right now, mm-hmm. but also he doesn't have to be the guy right now. We can go up and we can go out and pick up a, a 26, 27, 28 year old Jack Graylish and just get him, just milk everything we can out of him in his prime and just milk those calves dry. And, and the thing is, like, it, it takes that year. Like, last year, everyone's like, oh, Graylish, he's dog shit. Even this year, even the first half of this season till the World Cup break, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, Graylish was shitting on Almiron last year, blah, blah, blah. And Almiron's balling out. And then next thing you know, that that switch flips. And it's like, that's all it takes for a player in Pep's system. It might take a year. It might take a year and a half. But once that switch flips, it's irreversible. Yeah. Like, yeah, that player at that point just is clicking. And that's what's happening with Graylish. And it, I, I, I think that we could go into like a snowball of this new formation now. Three, four, three, two, four, one. Like they've, they've been playing those inverted fullbacks where it started out where they would just drag into the middle. Yeah. And now they're not even dragging into the middle. They're just lined up there. Like John Stones is just lined up as a defensive midfielder. The, and so that's what's so amazing. Kyle Walker is sitting on the bench, and so is uh, Amiric Laporte. Granted, Laporte plays more center of the pitch than uh, Kyle Walker that usually plays on the right side. Mm-hmm. But they're both sitting on there, and they have guys like Ake, who is arguably one of City's best players, in my opinion, this whole season. Like He's been yeah. very good for them. Really good, yeah. uh, had a great season. Uh, Ruben Diaz is always good. And then a Kanji who a lot of, a lot of positions are tough to go from one league to another. And I feel like he's been seamless. Like he's oh, yeah. just instantly come in there. He braided up that hair and he's gone. He's got the work, you know, yeah. it's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, those two, and then John stones and, uh, Rodri and, uh, once Gundawine leaves, I think he's going to be gone this season. At the end of the season, it kind of sounds like, uh, everything, uh, I mean, Rodri's got captain written all over him, in my opinion. Like, he just leads by example. That was a moonshot of a – I don't oh. even know if he meant to do what he did, but – Oh, he did. I think I'll he did. Do it I think every as time. soon as he faked the shot, I think he knew exactly what he was doing with that, and it it looked um, – yeah, it looked amazing. Uh, you know what's crazy about him? He feels like a guy that's like – like you mentioned Gundawan probably being gone – he feels like a guy who's like 33 or 34 years old and he's 26. Yeah. He's 26 years old, Toby. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Keeks, what are you doing with your life, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, talking about a 26 year old on a, on the podcast. Um, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the thing. So that's what I want to kind of get into is Do like you- stones is a center back by trade. Yeah. And, do you like that three, two, four, one that they're rocking right now? Oh my god! I think yeah, I think they've looked amazing, and and like that's a crazy thing. They put they played three in the back against Bayern Munich, 
who's got buttloads of attacking talent and a really good midfield as well. Yeah, yeah, their midfield's and, quick. And they didn't sweat. Like, the, it, it didn't feel like that back three, unless Ederson was being Ederson and just fucking around with the ball in his own six. It didn't feel like they were really, really under pressure. I mean, Byron no. had a couple chances, like but, the first 20 minutes, but it didn't feel like they were super. No, By- Byron had 56% of the possession, and I would say their best goal-scoring opportunities were miles outside of the 18 by mm. Leroy Sané, and that was before he got yeah. punched yeah. by Leroy Mane. So. <laughs> Leroy Mane. <laughs> Just yeah yeah that whole fucking thing i haven't even read into too much of that today i just don't, I don't even worry it. about it just yeah, no I one dude it, so- I socked another guy yeah yeah i saw it i laughed and i just moved on um but yeah i mean i i like the formation it it's obviously suited them so far my thing is kind of going back to you know if city want a player they're either going to keep them or they're going to go out and acquire them with stones being a center back by trade I'm really curious to see moving forward. Obviously, still got to see out the rest of the season, but moving forward, going into this transfer window this summer, are they going to keep Stones as a guy who can play center back when they need somebody to fill in at center back, can play defensive mid when they need somebody to play defensive mid, or do they go out and pick up a new defensive mid, or does Calvin Phillips finally start getting in the mix, who they went out that- and bought? And has really not featured much. Like that, that's what I would assume. Yeah, yeah, you would think so, but you would think that's, they would start mixing him in more now. And I, he played, he did play a little bit against Southampton, but Stone seems like a a Pep guy. You know, like he just he yeah. Pep tells him to do something, and he, he you it. know puts his head down and does it. Is what I'm assuming. Yeah, it might that might be the case. I'm just I'm I'm really interested, like to see this team switch up their formation in a, a really drastic way. Like you don't see a three, two, four, one. Ever. No, I'm trying to think um, of other, other teams that do that. And there's yeah, very I, I little anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, but what, go ahead. To, I mean, just this late in the season to see a team in their situation, do that is really interesting. And again, they've been doing the inverted fullbacks when they were playing four at the back. So it's not totally new, but it is, it is different. And it's coming at a time where, you know, they're they're in a title race in the Prem still and they're pursuing a Champions League title. And it, it it feels like something that's been in the works. And like now it's it's that evil it's that evil plot that the evil genius is like brought to fruition. And uh, it, like it's this thing that that Pep obviously must have been cooking for a while now. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> So since the first leg of the last round of the Champions League where they were playing uh, RB Leipzig, mm-hmm. that first leg was an equal draw in, in Germany. And since then, that was in February 22nd. I'm assuming – I don't don't have to check the tape. No one no one go back and look at our previous episodes, but I guarantee Keegs and I were like, Arsenal's coming, like City's got to pick up their shit. And – since that 1-1 draw, they beat Bournemouth 4-1 uh, in the FA. I think that's the FA. Yeah, in the FA Cup, they uh, they won 3-0. And then in the Prem, they uh, beat Newcastle 2-0. Crystal Palace 1-0. They beat Leipzig 7-0. And then they beat Burnley right after that in the FA 6-0. Then your boys at Liverpool 4-1. And then last weekend against Southampton 4-1. 
and then today three zero like that's a that's a heater like we we yeah. we jock heaters all the time because that's what we love we jock him all the time and I mean that's like they're they're I, Arsenal should be afraid like in my opinion like they should be afraid in the prem City's coming for him I don't even know the games in hand don't care we can talk about that when we talk more about the prem and uh, City. City looks like the team to be in the universe, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, I completely agree. And they play each other in like a week and a half or two weeks. Uh, yeah. And I just told somebody the other day, I fully expect City to beat Arsenal. I still, I still do think Arsenal will win the league because I don't think there's anyone else in the Premier League that's better than Arsenal right now other than City. So I think... And I mean, they're up, what, they're up six points right now. So even if they drop one, even if they drop one to City, as long as they see everything out the rest of the season, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think if City keep playing this way, I think they beat Arsenal, but I think Arsenal still win the league. And right now it's like, it's looking like City got to win champions mm-hmm. i mean real madrid looked good yeah and we can i guess continue on and, and just get into everything else but i uh, thought real madrid looked good today but uh, not like city no no not at all um city city just has so much going for him like i mean early in Holland scoring goals and then he's assisting that assist he like dinked to bernardo silva was yeah was awesome like it was so good uh do you think it was cool that uh, the fans booed Joao Cancelo coming on <laughs> for a sub appearance? <laughs> I mean, like, how petty is that? Like, the dude, there's that viral video going around where he didn't even step on the Man City crest, like, on the carpet. He walked around it instead of just walking straight. You know, he, like, walked around the, the logo. Like, I feel like he's a good guy. Like, I don't know why everyone hates him and why yeah. he got freaking booed. He's brought championships to your team, like that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, it felt a little, a little petty. Um, yeah, and also it, it, it was I, I know it was a move because he wasn't playing quite as much as he wanted to, and it's like this dude's like one of the best left backs in the world. Yeah, and he's not playing that much. Why wouldn't he want to make a move? Yeah. So uh, speaking speaking of that, Keegs, yeah. you brought it up earlier. Phil Foden, what do you think should be done with him? Should he go out on loan? Should he- no, 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 no. He's not a loan player. Uh, I think it's like you said earlier, where it's if Pep wants you, they're going to keep you. And I, I do think Pep wants him. And I, I think Pep's right to want him. But I just think it's a situation where he's got two guys who can play on the right, who are more experienced, can maybe bring more in the late rounds of a Champions League final or even the late rounds of a Premier League title race in Mares and Bernardo Silva. And so it's just one of those situations on the left side. Grealish is playing as well as probably anyone in the world right now. And Foden's just not going to play that much. And he's 22 years old. So again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier of their luxury of, hey, you've got a world-class player, but he's only 22. And you've got other world-class players who are 26 to 30 years old. You're going to trust those guys who are in the 26 to 30 range and you're going to let Foden, you know, have this awkward moment in his career where 
he goes from being the star boy to now being the star boy who's kind of behind the scenes. And I think that's a mind game that Pep's capable of playing where it's like, Hey, you're going to have to ride this period out where you're not front and center and you're going to have to keep working behind the scenes and, and grow from that. And, you know, trust that you're going to still be the guy and, you know, a year or two years because Mares isn't going to be there forever. I mean, Mares is aging. Um, same with, you know, Bernardo Silva is not going to be there forever. Like by the time Foden's 25, those guys are going to be gone. Yeah. And he's going to be in that situation that Graylish is in right now, or, you know, that, that KDB has been in the last couple of years where he's going to be a leader and he's going to be one of those guys kind of running the show and attack for them. So I, I would be really shocked to see City get rid of Foden unless maybe Pep left. Uh, that's the only case where I could maybe see him, see him leaving. Uh, I got some trivia for you, but before that, I wrote down in my notes as you were talking about Jack Grealish, Cavs are temporary classes forever, and he's got both of those. True. But honestly, I think those Cavs might be forever as well. Those Cavs might know. be forever, yeah. So here's my trivia. So Erling Haaland, he broke the EPL, the Premier League single season goal record this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has 11 goals this season in Champions League. There's one player who has 12, and I'm I'm assuming he's going to equal and break it this season as well to break both his league and Champions League goal scoring records. Mm-hmm. What play? Who is? What is the name of the player? Or who is it that uh, played for both Real Madrid and Manchester United? And when he was at Manchester United, he had 12 goals in the 02-03 season to uh, not win Champions League, but to have one of the best Champions League runs. It's one of my favorite players of all time. That's why I'm giving you this trivia, because you should know this, because my, my dad got me a jersey, and it was a knockoff without correct spelling. It was Ruud van Nistelrooy. Yes, you are right. Yeah. That is it. I, the, what the dad uh, knockoff jersey gave it away, didn't it? I um, think that solidified it, uh, but that was in my mind because I knew. I, I mean, think, he's an he's an OG United OG. Yeah. Like yeah. I, for some reason, I was thinking it was before two thousand two, but I, I I knew that it was United, and then once yeah. you said Real, I was like, all right, yeah. So with that follow up. Do you remember who was in the Champions League final that season of 0203? Mm. You should know this. And uh yeah. Was it Galacticos, Real Madrid, and closer closer to your heart? Oh fuck, Liverpool? Mm, not as far. <laughs> <laughs> Further. <laughs> uh he was on the Galazzo show. Uh, he's a part of CBS T-T? Sports Network. Uh, Del Piero. Oh, okay. Juve, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, Juve it was 2000, U- early 2000s. Uh, it? Milan won against Juve that season. Okay. Uh, where United was just one of the hands-on favorites, but uh, Serie A took it. So hmm. uh, that can segue into, what, AC Milan, Napoli? What do you want to talk after that? Yeah, uh, well... Uh, yeah, I guess we already covered Inter beating Benfica 2-0. Um, uh, well, the only thing I'll say about that, Inter going up 2-0 at Benfica, I don't think Benfica's I think that's coming. That, yeah. yeah, I don't think Benfica comes back from that. 
Um, yeah, I guess we just kind of glazed over that. I, I was really surprised there was no goal from Benfica with their attacking talent, with them being at home. Like, I really expected if I, I thought a good match for Inter would be like a 1 1 draw. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And uh, after watching some of the other teams, I think Inter might actually be the team to beat. I don't know. I don't see much out of Napoli Milan at this point. AC Milan. So, I, yeah. So, I mean, just to quickly run through Inter, Bastoni being back is super helpful. He's healthy again. He missed the international break for Italy. I think that was a huge loss for them. Um, but he played a great ball in to he's, find Barella. He's very, he's, 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 he's class. He's, he's a super true, good. yeah, he's, he's Italy's next, like, great defender. Um, the truth, is that what you just called him? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> great ball in to find Barella, who's also the truth. And, uh, and then a Lukaku penalty, penalty. You love to see that. So, um, love like to you see said, that. Two old leads going back. Love to see Stanfield. him not getting uh, yellow cards for celebrating against. Yeah, that's my boo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's my boo. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, Inter. I, I would be super happy if I'm an Inter fan right now, going back to San Siro with a two 0 uh, lead, and then AC Milan Napoli. So part of me is like, man, AC Milan's really kicking it into gear when they need to right now. And also, you know, obviously they can they they should just be throwing everything they've got two, in the Champions League. Two straight weeks we've talked about them being really good. Two straight yeah. weeks. Two straight weeks with them beating one of the best teams in Europe, in my opinion, and the best team in Italy. Um I I one thing that makes me a little bit hesitant about continuing to buy into AC Milan. Napoli got a red card and they had time to push for a second. They didn't pick up that second goal. I think that's a, you know, obviously you don't want to end up getting countered on and, and conceding, especially against a team that can counter on you really quickly like Napoli. But I just feel like if you've got time when you're a man up in the first leg of a, a cup tie, you really got to figure out a way to score that second goal and kind of separate yourself a little bit especially when they're going to be going back to the Maradona first leg being at San Siro. So I, I, I would have liked to have seen them push for a second goal there and really kind of give themselves a little bit of a safety net. Uh, Keegs, you are absolutely right. That Inguisa red, I mean, is what it is, but San Siro was a hundred percent into this champions league game. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as much as AC Milan was on the gas pedal, they were not on it as hard as I would have expected them to be. Uh, yeah. A couple opportunities where they just fumbled the ball when they shouldn't have. And uh, I, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying on that. Uh, a couple big things that I think moving in this next round, uh, their coach afterwards, all just, you know, full, full sweatsuit out. Like, I love that dude. I can't remember his name, but uh, he, Stefano Pioli. He gave us the hundred percent. Osiman will be there for the second leg. Like gave it out there. Like I don't know if Osiman gave him hundred percent. Oh, Spalletti. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but Napoli. Excuse me, yeah. Napoli's coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh he's back for the second leg. Uh That is one glaring weakness. Like, oh yeah, Napoli without Osiman, their goals just kind of dry up. You know, like you 
if you don't have to mark the best the best scoring or the best scoring person on the team, you just mark the second best, and that's you know Cavaradona. So yeah, and it, it feels like in both matches um, with against AC Milan, both today and last week in or two weeks ago now in Serie A. Um, it feels like with Osiman not there, defenses can just lock down on on Kvartskelia. Yeah. And even when they do, everything for Napoli still runs through him. I mean, he got the ball in the wings so many times today and made something out of nothing. Like, oh, he, he, even just creating a half a chance. I want to say 90 minutes in, he was nutmegging yeah. a right yeah, back. Calabria, trying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just nutmegged him and tried to burn around. And then he tried to take on three dudes at once. It's like, yeah. at that point, it's like, and then you look, you're like, what do you do? You take on three guys at once? No, you can't do that. But right. you look to your right, and there's no one up there with him. But I think maybe – I don't even know if Chucky Lozano – I don't know if he got subbed off or what. But uh, there was no one on that back post. Like, there was nothing for him. Whereas Victor Osiman, I don't even know if – I don't even know if uh, Kavika has to, like, look up. Like, I think he just, like, knows that's where Osiman is. Like, that's yeah. what we were talking about, them having that, like – that like synergy that's a good mm-hmm. word to say where they like don't even look they just the ball just comes to them and yeah. uh, i they're definitely lacking that speaking of lacking of two guys are going to be out for the second stage uh mm-hmm. so i want to hear who you think is more the red card offense of anguisa or uh our boy my boy kim min jay got his second yellow and i think that was a petty call maybe it was a yeah. happening quite a bit i was kind of shooting between both games but uh it looked it looked to me like it was kind of a weak call climbing over the top like he kind of forearmed him in the head not that much but it was called a yellow card and because of that accumulations he's out the next round as well so who do you think they're going to miss more in guisa or min jay yeah i thought that was a little harsh i think min jay just because they've got people who can step up in the midfield i think anguisa was really good today uh, and I think he's really good in general. I think he brings a ton of energy and a lot of like tenacity and, and toughness to their midfield as well yeah. as quality on the ball. We're talking five yellows and a red card for, for Napoli. So there was some toughness being thrown around in the yeah. defense and then yeah. especially in the midfield. That was the thing I, I tweeted out earlier. Like they're really lovable to watch because they play in that really tenacious way but there were multiple moments where Anguisa and Tonali were going at it all match where they were twisted up and tangled up in in tackles on multiple occasions both arms and legs interlocked you know like jockeying for for possession and then you would see like the ball goes out and it gets it gets played to somebody else or foul gets called and you see Anguisa coming over and like shaking Tonali's hand and like they're dapping up and um, Di Lorenzo had a chance that Mainyan made an outrageous save on, and he went up and like, like out of like exhaustion and like, like, hey, give me a break, man! Like, like pushed Mainyan on the chest, not like in a in a in a threatening or or uh, aggressive way. It was like a dude, brotherhood, like, like like let a fucking ball through, please, like, kind of <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, and it was like uh, like that that makes them a lot more lovable. I feel like where it's like they're out there like busting their ass, but they're also there's a very human side to them that that like 
you know, jumps out of the screen when they're playing. And it, it was really enjoyable to watch. I thought it was a really fun match to watch. I do feel um, a little bit let down that, that Kim Min Jae and Anguisa will be missing from the second legs. It feels like we're getting robbed a little bit. Uh, I, do, I do hope that Osimin is going to be back because I think that'll bring a lot more to the match as well. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And then I will also say that uh, Napoli is, I mean, we're going back to Naples. Uh, Napoli, for how they've looked over the last week, which has been on my, I mean, it's probably been the worst form of the season for them. Uh, for them to only lose 1-0, that's pretty huge for being at the San Siro. That was just a ruckus. The TIFOs were out. Like, it mm -hmm. was full. They were fully invested in this game and in this team. And uh, Lisi Milan only put up one on them. And Napoli's going back, in my opinion. That is highway robbery to only walk out of there at a 1-0 loss, in my opinion. All you have to do is score one goal and you're good, you know? Score one more goal. One more. That's it. Yeah, especially going into extra time or penalties. Like I think that's where the second leg being at home is is a huge advantage. You know, you go into extra time or penalties at home, and that crowd is going to play a serious role. So, I think AC Milan really, you know, I, I think they'll be kicking themselves for not getting a second goal. On top of that, too, you know, you hear in any sport, like it's really tough to beat a team three times. And AC Milan have beat Napoli twice in three weeks. So that's going to be really tough to go back to the Maradona and beat one of the best teams in Europe Yeah, at home with only a one goal advantage. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I, I, I wouldn't be overly nervous if I was a Napoli supporter right now. I'd have a lot of hope. Uh, needing a lot of hope, Chelsea. <laughs> Jeez Louise. They got, <laughs> that's all I can say. Frankie Four Fingers got his fingers everywhere. And like, my God, like, go they go to Real Madrid. And I'm not saying they had a goose egg. Like, they just, they look discombobulated. You know what I mean? Like, Real yeah. Madrid looks like they're there for the taking, in my opinion. Like, they, yeah, their midfield's phenomenal. Their defense is good. They have some of the best strikers in the world. <laughs> so they're great. But with that being said, like, they don't like scare me if that makes sense compared to years past. I don't know. Is that weird? Like, why is that? I don't know. That's, I feel like that's the thing about Real Madrid though. Like, is that what we everyone's thinking? About, right. Yeah. We were talking about city. Like it felt like city had put fear into Bayern Munich, you know, mm -hmm. like Real Madrid, it, it, it never seems to feel that way. But if you know any better and if you've watched champions league, at any point within the last 25 to 30 years, you just know you should be afraid of them. Yeah. Like they, they just have that built in gene of like, Hey, it, it might be ugly as fuck. It might be an accidental goal. It might be a goalkeeper mistake. It might be anything, but we're going to win. We're going to win in Europe and it's, it's inevitable. And it just continues to happen. Like, it always, always happens. And you, you want to know why, Keeks? It's pedigree, man. It's tradition. It's it's last last nine UCL knockouts. Karim Benzema, 14 goals. Last nine knockouts of that yeah. stage. 
that's a lot of goals in knockout rounds. 14. That is. And that's that's it right there. He got the Different first gravy, little, yeah. little bunny hop. And 2-0 Madrid. <clears throat> Chelsea, I don't think they can come back from this. I really no, don't. No. You're not, no, you're not no. equalizing with two plus two, and you're not beating them at plus three at Stanford. But if they do, I don't want to even bet that I'll drink like a jar of pickles or mayonnaise on <laughs> live air or whatever. Like, I'm not even going to do that shit. Uh. We don't need to put too much thought into it because it won't happen. No, but with that being said, Chelsea actually looked competent at times. They did. They looked okay. Yeah, I mean they've they've got a billion dollar roster. The thing that's missing is they don't have a striker. Like they they don't have a true bona fide goal scorer. They've got a lot no. of guys who are capable of scoring goals and a lot of guys who are good at creating chances, but they don't have a bona fide goal scorer and they've gone and bought players like in every Yeah, I mean they've got two or three players in every position but zero strikers and it's like, "Oh, why can't we score a fucking goal?" And it it's it's crazy to me that they've spent all this money and just still haven't bought a striker. I really hope they don't buy Harry Kane this summer. No, I don't think they will. I don't think Harry Kane has – I don't think Harry Kane would do that. He I don't think he would ever go to Chelsea or team. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, he would go to – I think – I truly think he will go to Manchester United this offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Or he will go to, like, Real Madrid. Those are the only two places I think he would go to. Or Bayern Munich. Bayern. Those yeah, three. I, let's go, I, I let's could go see those Bayern two. or United, yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, God bless America. Chelsea, like – I don't know if this is the manager switching things up, but uh, the CBS did it pretty well with uh, Jimmy Carragher after the game where they, he talked about like how Real Madrid just slows down the game, whereas it's not a Premier League game, an English game. It's a you know world game, international, and yeah. where they just slowed it down and – they got Chelsea's guys where they like were opening up their hips, like kind of getting on their back foot. And that the especially the red car defense. I mean, Mark Kukurea just got caught flat footed. Ball went right past him. I think it was Rodrigo who was he was marking, just burnt him and caused Ben Chilwell, who vacated his area because he has to he has to mark his guy on the left side. And then the guy comes mm-hmm. in between both of them, uh, right up the flank. And I, I don't know what else to say. Ben Chilwell should not have pulled the guy back. Yeah, yeah. I think trust I think your goalkeeper there. That, and that, that, that's what I was going to get at. Keeks. I mean, Kepa, you don't think he could make that save or at least effort yeah. to make the save? Like, yeah, that's, better than being a man down the rest of the match. Yeah, yeah, at especially when you're going for it. So, yeah, yeah, stupid mistake. And speaking of stupid mistakes, my God, I didn't even know who this player was. Multiple turnovers, and I'm like, who's this guy on the right right center back position? Oh, Upa Meccano. And then oh, he – I feel so bad for the guy because he just continually, like, dropped the chili like that meme in uh, the office <laughs> where the guy's just, like, fumbling shit and then dropping mm-hmm. chili. That's what it was. Like, consistent turnovers. And I'm not talking out of bounds. I'm talking, like, you know, like – 10 year old stuff where you're kicking yeah. in the middle of the pitch to their like attacking midfielder. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, every, I mean, and they, and you don't do that against real Madrid cause they threw ball the shit out of you nonstop because their wingers are always cutting in. And then they have Benzema just roaming, you know, and 
yeah, he, he it was, I felt so bad for him. Like he was, every goal was scored because of him. Mm-hmm. And that's, that has to be pretty frustrating uh, to Thomas Tuke or not, excuse me, Thomas Tuchel. Uh, but to whoever's taking charge of Chelsea right now, Frankie Four Fingers. Are you um, talking? You said Upamecano, and he had he had a couple brutal turnovers for Bayern. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. Tuchel because of Chelsea, but Tuchel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Am yeah. I getting right. that all, all right. mixed up? Okay. Yeah, there's too many fucking managers who. Have yeah. Really so anyway, so that guy sucked for Bayern. Team. That's where I want to talk about Bayern. Yeah, he was he was really disappointing because I I've been really impressed with him the handful of Byron matches that I've watched this year. And he was, like you said, he was, he was in charge of nearly every city goal. This, yeah. This match. Yeah. And that's upsetting. And it's even more upsetting. That I've only had one and a half IPAs and I just mixed up two, <laughs> two players <laughs> all because of Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> yeah. Which well, honestly, I, mean, I don't even know if I need, when, I don't ooh. even know if I need to worry about it. Thomas Tuchel might not be here at the end of the season. Like I think, he'll be back at Chelsea. I, for I think all Julian Nagelsmann <laughs> is waiting to get his job back at Bayern this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tuchel was uh, was hired when they were still in the DFB. Um, you know, Pokal Cup, the 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 Champions League here, um, and it's looking like they're probably not going to advance in the Champions League. They've already been you know, bounce from the DFB cup. It's not looking good for Tuchel here. Most likely won't. I mean, he's not in a position right now to win uh, Bundesliga either. So Anything, yeah. That has to be a first for Bayern in the last 15 <sighs> years, I would assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, if not longer. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to look that up right now just because. No, you're good. I just wanted to more talk about Manchester City a little bit more and Jack Grealish's calves. That's why I was trying to segue can, back we into can that. Do that. Yeah, we could do that. You want to just talk Prem from here on out? Because, uh, sure. I mean, do, when, when are the next round of Champions League? Is that next week or in two weeks? Uh, so that is next week, yeah. Okay. Um, Tuesday the 18th and Wednesday the 19th. So, yeah, a week so, from yesterday and a week from today. And then – um, Europa League tomorrow, we can hold off, or we can just quickly shout out the matches that'll be taking place. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and shout them out. I have no idea what even going on in the Europa League. Yeah, so quarter quarterfinal here, first leg, um, similar to Champions League. So we've got tomorrow at eleven forty-five Central, Feyenoord versus Roma. Jose Mourinho uh, looking to lead the boys to a Europa Europa League final. Juventus for Sporting at two p.m. Central. I hope Juventus that happens, by the way. Well. I oh, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. Um, Juventus have been playing well. Expect to see them go through against Sporting. And then Man United versus Sevilla. I've watched very little La Liga this year. I know nothing about how Sevilla's been playing. So I'm I'm actually really interested to watch that. Um, Rashford out for United. So obviously a huge blow to them. And then the last match, uh, also at 2 p.m. tomorrow, Leverkusen versus Union St. Gilois. I'm positive I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, but, yeah, Royale, Union, St. Gilois, I know really nothing about them. As far as I'm aware, they're a Belgian team. Um, I, think, I think you're right. I want to say uh, either – Toby Toby Aldevidal or Jan Vertonghen plays for them. 
I want to say, uh, one of the old Tottenham center backs, oh, Belgian shit. boys in the mid thirties. I think that's their like boyhood team. And I think they play for them. I can't remember which one it is though. Okay. I could be completely wrong on that too. They could, this team could actually be from Turkey. So. <laughs> no, they are they are actually from Belgium. Um, I did back check myself there just, just to make sure. You're looking at the roster. You're like, none of those guys are on there, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not seeing them, but uh, that doesn't mean that they're not on there. But, yeah, they are a Belgian club. Um, okay. From, so, San Giles, if I'm saying that correct, is um, a municipality in, in Brussels. So. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Obviously, I haven't followed along. Um, you know, we really haven't given Europa as much love as no. we should have this year. And, and it shows right now because we're in the quarterfinals. And, and we have no idea. None. This team's made it this deep. So we'll uh, have to pay attention. I'll make that a goal for tomorrow. Keeks, a little quick side note. Juve, if they keep, you know, going further in this tournament and they make top four, we'd have to say that was one of the – bigger victories of all the club teams and oh my in, god yeah in the, yeah right you would have to say that after them getting a 15 point deduction in syria for if they make if they make top four that's uh that's pretty remarkable especially with how good syria is this year i mean ac milan might not make top four and they won the shootetto last year and they're in the champions league quarterfinals um that would be that would be really remarkable so Juve is – all of the teams are 29 games in. They're not like uh, Premier League where they have like a shit ton of weird games rescheduled. Uh, Juve is 44 points, and in fourth place is 52. So that's a eight-point deficit between Milan, Inter Milan, and Atalanta for fourth through eight – or fourth through seven, excuse me, seven. So, yeah, uh, I would say so on that, and uh, I think – Let's just segue right into the prem if you want to talk anything else. But I think that Rashford out for a few weeks is that's you know big news, bad bears for for the uh, one of the best teams in the prem right now. Like I think him being gone is huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's been their talisman so far this year. I mean they're gonna have to rely on our two dudes. McTominay and Fred to score all those goals. <laughs> <laughs> those two guys are going to have to step up to the plate, score some freaking goals. Uh, come on. Yeah. Come on, Fred. Uh, for up. their sake, for the sake of our boy Ed and, and every United fan, I really hope they start Garnacho and they don't try and plug in fucking Jaden Sancho or some nonsense like that. Like, let the young and eat. Let, let Garnacho get in there. Yeah, oh, I... Really like Garnacho. Like I think he's a really good player. Like yeah. uh, I love his bleached hair as well. Like that's another thing I like about him. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's yeah. on that left side. He's really good. Uh, that's another thing that's kind of funny about you t- saying that about Sancho. I don't like Jaden Sancho. Like I don't know what's going on with him. Like I think he was injured maybe a little bit, but I feel like he's like dropped off the face of the earth. You know, like this last year and a half of Manchester United experiments just been bad. Very wishy-washy. Uh, maybe he gave. Maybe he. It's just the guy that that gave Rashford that push that he needed to elevate his game, solidify himself as the guy. But um, Sancho seems to have had a. And maybe it's a. Maybe it's a Jack Grealish thing where he's just taken maybe a minute to adjust to the system. Maybe he's taken a minute to adjust to the league. 
um, coming from from Bundesliga. But obviously it's taken him some time. He's shown flashes. I mean, there's been matches this season where he's gotten in and he's played really well, and then you won't see him play for two or three matches. Um, and I think that's a common problem in the Premier League that's really weird. I think there's a lot of head games, especially for you look at some of these guys like Sancho, like Phil Foden, who are kids. You know, they're, they're 21, 22 years old, 20 years old. And they come in and 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 they're you know having mind games played with them for managers and I, I think you really got to be mentally tough to handle that I think your manager has to have your back too going back to the Foden thing that we were discussing like that's where I trust Pep to balance like hey I'm gonna test my player but I'm also gonna have my players back and I'm gonna support them and I'm gonna let them know the plan and I'm I'm just curious like in sports culture in general I don't want to go down a fucking rabbit hole but just in sports culture in general, I think that's a really fine line for managers to walk of like being the tough guy and also being the mentor and like in essence a, a dad teacher, yeah, and a yeah a guiding figure, um, you know to 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 lead players through really difficult times mm-hmm. um, without being too hard or maybe too light on them. Well, well let's let's segue into that, Kate Keeks, Crystal Palace. 5-1 route against Leeds. Interim manager. By far, I don't even know how old he is. He's a ghost. <laughs> Roy. Roy Hodgson. And, uh, I mean, he's got the boys purring without Zaha. Man. Like, Zaha went down with the it looked like It looked like a nasty knee injury to me. A nasty leg injury. He might be out for some time, Wilfred Zaha. Uh, that didn't look good. A couple other interim managers kind of been there to, you know, get the guys back up and going. Uh, <clears throat> Frankie Fourfingered, Frank Lampard, 0-2, you know, losers today <laughs> against Real Madrid. I'm just going to beat that one into the ground a little bit Dude, more. That, you know, just no Roy that, Hodgson, man. That that London flair. And then they lost his, his debut against Wolves, 1-0. Like, I don't know what's going on there. And then here's what I want to ask you about, though, Keeks. This is the the mind blowing one. Is Leicester City got rid of our boy Brendan Rodgers? Okay, so be it. Everyone doesn't want to admit it. Like even James Madison, I think, was on record. Which I'm I'm on record. Madison Barnes, those are my guys. I don't even remember all the midfield, but Keegs loves most of the midfield. Like like I this do. Leicester Taylor team. Indeedy Madison Barnes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this. This team is is one of our darlings. Like they are. And they're in a relegation battle. Most of the players won't admit it. Maybe that's why Brendan Rodgers had to go. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. But they cover for the end of the season with Dean Smith. Everyone knows Dean Smith. Aston Villa fired. Norwich City, oh, got him relegated, stuck with them, you know, like whatever. And didn't do anything with them on that. And they brought him in. He's not a step up in Brendan Rodgers, is he? No, no. Is that I, th- just... I think it's just a. I think it's just a change. Kickstart the roster, right? Yeah, I, I think it's just a change. But that's the thing. I think there's managers you can bring in. One, I think there's managers you can get rid of to kickstart a team, and mm-hmm. then I think there's managers you can bring in to kickstart a team. And Rodgers, I don't think is a, a manager you can you can dismiss to get the team going. I think that's going to be a blow to your team. So if you're going to get rid of him, I feel like you got to bring somebody in who's really 
you know, going to get the troops to rally around them. And I don't think Dean Smith is that guy. <laughs> like a Sean Dyche would be that kind of guy, you know, like, and obviously he, he's not available right now, but that's the type of guy that you need to bring in to replace Brendan Rodgers, who is obviously really well liked at Leicester. Sean, and Sean, that did not happen. Sean Dyche, looking back right now, where would you rather be managing or where do you think he would rather be managing? Leicester or Everton? I think Leicester, uh, I think Leicester have better players, really, despite them sitting in 19th and Everton in 17th. Not that there's a huge gap there. I mean, it's a, it's a two point gap, but um, I think Leicester have the better players. I think from a, a club standpoint, even being a Liverpool supporter, I, I just think from a club and a, a, a historical standpoint. And even a city standpoint as well. I, I think Everton, I would rather be there yeah. okay. um, and build something there. However, just, just current roster and the slate of players that he's got, I would, I would rather be at Leicester. Yeah. Uh, so with that, me being a fan of Tottenham, say you're a fan of Fulham, uh, like a Brighton, someone like that. Would you take would you take the fact that they won the Premier League in the last 10 years? They've won the FA Community Cup in the last 10 years. And they've won the Community Shield trophy in the last 10 years. Like, would you take that and a relegation instead of just being lackluster for 10 years? And, and and not being relegated. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely take that. Yeah, because those those moments of like pure ecstasy of of winning those cups, especially the Premier League, are worth way so much more worth like are worth so much more than just constant mediocrity. Like, so your your quality over quantity is what you're saying. You're you are. Not Reggie Miller. You're <laughs> just just dank. Like, is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> I guess. I'll, that was I that was a I'll weed reference. I was going to go NBA, but I kind of stumbled on it, so I just went weed. <laughs> you said Reggie. Reggie. What else? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Some Reggies or some dank. What are you going? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would rather have three moments of ecstasy than. And and one really low moment than to just have like static flat line for eternity. Like yeah. you know, I, I I yeah, I I I think I'm I think I'm leaning towards Lester here. Okay, yeah, I uh, that's honestly how I would feel too. I would I totally actually I don't say that I I would I would totally right now. But maybe two weeks from now, I'd be like, God, if Tottenham goes to the championship, I don't know what I would do. Like, I really don't. And But that's where we're at. Uh, well, you'd be watching the championship, Toby. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, speaking of winning, Arsenal not winning right now. Liverpool, thoughts on that real quick? A lot of fight. Um, I was really honestly. I I, I think we could have won that match and maybe deserved to win that match. Uh, the end, the end especially. You guys yeah. turned it on. Andy Robinson took a elbow to the face from an official. Like yeah. <laughs> you guys were ready for that, weren't you? 
Yeah. Ar- uh, Arsenal Arsenal look like cockbags trying to time waste at the end, in my opinion. Like, what, dude, you guys were in the, full, the front seat and then you sat in the back, you know, from there on out? Like, why yeah, would they, you do they that? looked a little scared the second half. They It seems like they felt, you know, they kind yeah. of felt it slip in. And- scared, scared, not cockbags sounds better. Think, sorry, Geeks. Nah, I think cockbag sounds good. But yeah, I mean, one, Roberto Firmino scoring the the goal there to to bring it even it was just uh an incredible moment incredible moment. i mean probably the last time he'll face to arsenal um unless he goes to another premier league team which i just for some reason i just don't see happening um, I, I hope that does not happen i yeah. he needs to go in my opinion to spain yeah maybe france if it's like psg is what I would say, but this year, like a Leon or, oh, or I, maybe Monaco, I could see. Keys, even to me, that's tucking him away. You don't tuck yeah. away someone with that nice of teeth. Like you yeah, let that boy true. shine yeah, as long shine, as he can man. shine. Eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. I I could see that. maybe even maybe Italy. Um, Ooh, Napoli, yeah, Inter. Actually, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing. But anyway. Um, just amazing to see like Bobby, man. He always shows up. Like he always shows up when you need on him. Easter it's, Sunday, it's, it's dude, he's, man. he just rises. He's, he's him and his teeth are brighter than the moment. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's, it's special. Is he going to go down as your favorite Liverpool player of all time? Nah, I, I don't think anyone can take that, that spot from, I mean, for me, it was it was really a duo of just Fernando Torres and Stevie G. Like, like Del Piero got me into the I'm sport. I'm not crying, wiping my eyes. I have allergies <laughs> really bad. <laughs> so, if you're watching, us it's on all right if you're crying because I might <laughs> I'm, cry too. I'm, wi- I'm, wi- I'm wiping my eyes, and I know King's watching me. Like, dude, this dude's crying about <laughs> <laughs> crying at my origin story. Now, I mean, Del Piero, Juventus got me into the sport. Torres and Gerard Liverpool era made me fall in love with the sport. It made me fall in love with Liverpool. Uh, so I, I think they'll always be my favorite, but I mean, Bobby's just such a lovable, like club hero, club legend. Um, World legend, dude. He's huge in Brazil. Yeah, like everyone yeah, loves yeah, Bobby. I mean, like he's, he's a very lovable player. Um, I, I wouldn't mind him coming to the MLS. Just I love everywhere actually, else and come yeah. to the MLS. Like yeah. we, oh, if that happened, we would live. We would go live somewhere. Like yeah. we would have to. Yeah, we do need to live stream a match from St. Louis City. <laughs> we need to. Oh my! At some point this this season, but um, yeah, I mean, just great match overall. I thought I thought we showed a ton of fight. Like I love to see. I thought it was it was a really good match from Trent um he was pumping up the crowd he was getting into it played a great ball into bobby for that goal um and nutmegged tyranny in the process nothing more you love to do to scotsman than that right there no no <laughs> um so yeah I, I was just really proud like it was a performance as a, a supporter where you were really proud to watch it and that's been missing a lot lately from liverpool where it's just like there haven't been a lot of matches where the players seem to play with much pride and you as a supporter don't walk away from watching their matches feeling fulfilled or feeling, you know, filled with pride. And that match, even though it felt like we could have got three points, 
you still walked away like, yeah, we we like we fucking took it to the league leaders. Yeah. Hardhead and lunch pail. You guys yeah. you guys clocked in, you clocked out, you put in a shift, and uh yeah. Liverpool is officially eighth at 44 points. Uh that right hurts below, a little bit, yeah. Right be right, yeah, back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> right below Brighton, who uh took it on the chin uh from not Tottenham, but from VAR, in my opinion. Yeah, Tottenham looked like trash. God. Or I wouldn't say trash, they didn't look good, and Brighton did. Brighton looks really good. Uh, I talked a couple weeks ago about my managerial search and who I wanted. And Brighton's manager checks a lot of those boxes. But uh, his fiery temper might have been a little too much. And it got a red card. And uh, also got uh, Stellini, uh, the Tottenham assistant, uh, sent off. Even though he wasn't doing anything. But it was just more of a benches warning thing. They just sent Mm -hmm. them both off. And... uh, I just don't know. I don't know what to think about Brighton, but they dropped a few points, and we have Villa ahead of Brighton, right below Tottenham in fifth, and then uh, at fifty-three points, Man United at fifty-six with Newcastle fifty-six, and then uh, you get to the top dogs, City at sixty-seven, and uh, Arsenal seventy-three. I think we should just give a quick. I don't have a cheers tonight, so I'm just going to give a quick cheers. I've given flowers to Brighton and Brentford quite a bit this season, and I think they're just good teams, just really good teams. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that teams like, you know, Brentford and Fulham right now are in ninth and 10th. And I think they've had both incredible seasons. And I think they're very good squads and they're yeah. in ninth and 10th. Like that shows how fucking good the premier league is. First of all, Lester, we just talked about their midfield in DD Tielemans, Harvey Barnes, James Madison, like those are real players, and they're nineteenth right now. Like yeah. they're about to go down to the championship. Like the Premier League is really fucking good. The 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 Prem is literally almost a bunch of golds standard. If you're talking, you know, FIFA foot or whatever. You, I don't even know. EA, yeah. I think it's yeah. EA Soccer Sports Club or something. Oh yeah, EA they just soccer. changed it. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I mean, most of the Prem is like eighty five. 82 plus i feel like and there's you know there's a few everton guys like like keen that's maybe a 79 whatever center back (laughs) (laughs) with that though you know fulham brentford brighton i've I've given a lot of love to aston villa in sixth place right now you want to talk about teams that are on a heater holy shit that is incredible to me to, that they're in sixth place. They're above Brighton. They're above Liverpool. They're above Brentford. They're above Fulham. They're eight points ahead of Chelsea right now. Keeks, do you want to say that? Because at Villarreal, Unai Emery was really good, like really good. And Villarreal, since he left, dropped off the face of the earth. Like, yes, yeah, they're in. Uh, right they're now. in the Europa. I want to say they were like not even in sixth place in the Spanish league. Like, so they're not doing anything. And then, you know, at Arsenal, they were decent. They weren't great, but they were okay. And he, in essence, in my opinion, kind of had all those baby players like Saka and Smith. Yeah, he got them on their In their early teens, you know, 16, 17-year-olds, and just tried to work them in and stuff. So I don't – 
I'm not saying that he would have done better in Arsenal than uh, what's currently being done in Arsenal, but uh, I, I, I honestly, after he left Arsenal, I'm like, dude, that guy can't coach is what I was thinking. And he can, he's, he was very good at Villarreal mm-hmm. and he's looking pretty good here at uh, Aston Villa as well. Yeah. And Villa was a team that I think we were both really high on last year. Um, That's that Danny Ings effect. Danny Ings effect, Stevie G effect. We all, uh, we Leon, all feel that. Leon Bailey came in. I think that's another player that had a really hard time adjusting to the Prem last year. Jamaican effect. Yeah, I get it. Bundesliga effect. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think they have a really solid lineup, like all the way through. I mean, you got they, Martinez they spent- back there, shit, shit, you know, shit housing in goal. Ollie Watkins and Bailey up top. Coutinho can come in as a sub. Like, they had Lucas fucking Dinier on the bench, not even starting at left back. Um, Diaz played well. Don't forget Matty Cash and Ashley Young. Matty Cash, Ashley Young. Yeah, I mean, you got one they, I mean, they got combo there players. at right back. They have Ponza Jacob, and Means at center back. I don't know if you said Luca Dinia or yeah, Jacob yeah. Ramsey. John McGinn. That, John McGinn's my guy. John McGinn. That yeah. is my guy. Workhorse in the middle. Scotland. Yeah, but let's go to town. Uh, no, they have a lot of good players, and they spent a ton of money like two years ago. One year ago, I can't remember, and all those guys got injured. And it was just, you know, it was just bad, bad news bears at that point. But yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it's been a, a mix of things. I mean, Unai Emery's obviously done a really good job with them, but, you know, players staying healthy, pay, players settling into the system, into the league as well. Where are they sitting at right now, Keeks? Sixth, Toby. They're in sixth. In do you the think Premier they League. can make it to sixth? you think they stay sixth, or do you think they can make it to fifth? Or are they going no, down or um, up? Down I, or I, think, I think they're going down. Brighton, they have two matches in hand over Brighton, who are a point behind them. Yeah. I think the top five rounds out uh, with Brighton overtaking Tottenham, and I think they deserve it. All right, and you got any blue cheers, bro? (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. Uh, I I said it last week. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. Uh, So most of the teams are at twenty nine or thirty. City, Newcastle, United, all at twenty nine games played. Tottenham, Villa, Arsenal, all at thirty. Yeah, so we're gonna need Brighton and Liverpool and Villa all to lose once in the next two to three weeks. And we need, I need Tottenham to win. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Like, I really, I, I'm just not confident in this team at the moment. I'm not, maybe we are with our a manager and assistant being kicked out. So maybe, maybe Ryan Mason taking full control and like having his say. That's the key. Yeah. I don't know. Like we'll see. They're playing Bournemouth. This is the one game they should win. And if they don't win this game this weekend, Tottenham, Lord save me after, after yeah. you being gifted three VAR. What the fudge is uh, two handballs, one PK, all should have been given, in my opinion, towards Brighton, and they weren't at all. Yeah, like that's where we're at with Tottenham. But uh, yeah, and then you got Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool, and Crystal Palace, and then you run into Villa. I mean, you, yeah, you've got a you've got a really tough schedule to finish the year out. 
Yeah. We're just we're just scrapping by. It's it's a it's a championship game every every night. And we're yeah. just hoping to get points. So yeah. Um well we're over an hour. Booze, cheers, belters. I, I already said um I give a cheer just to what what did I say? Aston Villa. Sure, we'll give it to them just for the fact that they're up there in sixth. Um, can't remember. Yeah. And then my boo was for Lukaku getting a fucking yellow card for literally celebrating his goal and second second yellow. The fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he shushed the fact them. That they didn't rebuke that or anything. Like no, the insane. the Keeks, the worst part about this is not a, the ref did what's right. You you call a yellow card for that celebration. Okay, whatever. Dude takes his shirt off. Yellow card. All right. You take it, you give it. He it was a second yellow. It was a red. Okay, but then after the fact, he doubles down, and was like, "That was a yellow card." Like, and after you've seen all the stuff that he didn't see, right? All the other stuff and like the context of everything, like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Syrian in a nutshell, right? And that yeah. was on the CBS yeah, Galazzo show, and I felt like. I felt like it was kind of, it wasn't cringeworthy, but it was like there were, uh, Kay Abdo was talking to Mika Richards and then Tira Ray about racism in sports. And they're both, you know, not white. And so <laughs> she was talking to them about both of that and then brought it up with uh, Del Piero in Italy. And, oh, what's your opinion on that in Italy? And I'm like, dude, like these guys have a say in it but they don't i mean the the community is different than what their opinion is you know right it's, yeah, yeah yeah it's a bigger bigger broader thing and like it's i mean there's i don't i mean, I don't know how to fix it like how does anyone know how to fix it like that's what's so crazy yeah i mean it, it. that's that's the conversation going on right now right and the conversation that has been very passively occurring for years now and yeah. you know Henri and i thought i think richards both spoke on it really well where it's like we've been talking about this shit forever like i saw a picture today where Henri and, and rio ferdinand were a face for uh an anti-racism campaign in 2005 yeah 17 well, years ago uh 16 years or 18 years ago fuck uh my math 18 years ago and it's like now Henri's in the pundit chair talking about this shit too and like nothing well, seemingly so, has changed and that's exactly what he said he was just like oh it doesn't matter i played in multiple league or multiple teams in multiple leagues yeah. multiple countries yeah it's all the same it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. what league you're in some leagues might be worse than others but at the end of the day it's all the same and that's why i, I liked what richard said where it was just like you know, they, they've, they've said they're going to ban like one small part of the supporter section um, for like one week. And it's like, let's cut the shit with these like slap on the wrist. Um, yeah. You know, like penalties. Like let's like, start oh, seeing. We're, we're doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Let's start seeing some actual action. And like until that happens, nothing will change. And unfortunately, you know, when it comes down to it, football is is a very good example of you know a money-making commodification like product of capitalism where it's like we're gonna put money and our brand 
and getting profit over any actual serious change. And so they're going to, you know, they're going to take those ticket sales after their one week display of, you know, slap on the wrist action and, and it's going to go right back to let's get our ticket sales back up. And, and unfortunately that's the reality of it. Yeah. And that's what's so shitty about, uh, not just the economy as a whole, but as the universe as a whole, like people are assholes and it sucks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cheers, belters, booze. Uh, no boo. Do have a cheer and a belter. Uh, I'm going to get the belter out of the way real quick. Uh, Matthias Nunez, uh, Wolf, Wolvenhamper Wanderer against Chelsea. There is, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, but my opinion ranks higher than other opinions. Right. Uh, there's nothing better than an off the bounce volley. Nothing. It just hits different. I don't know how to describe it. It just hits different. Toby, I uh, I was in Chicago last weekend, uh, Easter weekend, at, hitting, hitting volleys <laughs> at at Amanda. For any listeners who don't know, my wife, um, her mom's house in Irving Park, Chicago, and I went to a local high school Saturday night just to kick the ball around. Group By of, yourself, group of people, yeah, group of people playing like eight on eight, nine on nine. You hop got in, down on some nine on nine. Hop in for an hour. They got me at winger, Tobes. I'm shredding. It's the best I've ever felt on a pitch. Yeah, how are this Cavs so, feeling? Pretty good? This is, they were feeling like grillish Cavs. Somebody plays <laughs> ball into me. I play it off my chest. Don't control it super well, but pop it up with my foot, and I just try and fucking rip one with my left off the volley. At like wait, wait, Zidane right. height, like, 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 like foot is at shoulder height. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah, and I, I sent oh, it just, skying. I sent it skying, but it felt good. It felt good yeah. to even get it off. How were the hips after that? Did you fall on? They, they were rough, good. Totally. Or, I'm telling yeah. you, I was feeling, I was feeling incredible. Yeah, yeah. you were loose. I wish there was footage of this. Uh, this is just straight it, gas. It, it's gonna be on my <laughs> huddle page. Yeah, it felt, <laughs> it felt good. Well, so yeah, that was great. my highlight. Missing the goal by uh, by about 15 yards was was. Dude, my there's highlight. nothing better in rec league soccer, and you just own the place i've done that so many times on sunday leagues playing against 56 year old men and i just i'm i'm like tony the uh, tiger i'm just you're, just, you're like this eating. is what it is to be elite yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what it is yeah, yeah definitely no, felt good uh so mine is my cheer is for uh luton town uh i want to put them on the map right now they are third in the championship and uh they have promotion to the premier league uh almost and in doing so, it might cost them their I, – I, they might be under new ownership. I don't know that much. Uh, but it might cost them $10 million just to go to the Premier League because they are not up to par with Premier League standards for the inside-outside stadium remodeling fixtures. Mm. Uh, so they have that going on. And then they have uh, Polly Rudick uh, Mapanzu, I want to say is his name. He's 29-year-old defensive midfielder, and currently, with them almost being promoted, uh, he's been at the club for over uh, just about 10 years, and he's the he would be the only player to go from a non-league side to the Premier League all in this uh, with the same team. Wow. This never been happened. So it would be like if anyone who's been uh, all about Wrexham right now, this team is equal to lesser than Wrexham. 
and they when played. when he started with them. When he started with yeah. them, yes. Yeah. From I want to say he was at Burnley or West this Ham. Is, this is the as undocumented. A, as a yeah, as a young teen or grade schooler. So yeah. Okay. Hell yeah! Shout out Luton Town, man. The Hatters. Um, very nice. I like that. Uh, my belter is. Uh, I mean, Rodri deserves a shout, but I'm going to go quarantine to Lee. So Olympic Lyon against Ren, uh, a knuckler, just put one top right corner. Uh, and the ball was moving like a, like a Tim Wakefield knuckleball. That, it was just dancing. Like, I don't like baseball, but I know that reference. I like that reference. That was, that was, uh, out of left field. No pun intended. Um, that is one of those kicks where it's like you're just aiming for like a big ass square and you hit it as hard as you can. And it's just mm-hmm. the best knuckleballer of all time where no goalie can ever stop it. Yeah, no, you have no idea where it's going. Yeah, that's all I've got, Toby. Uh, anything else that we're missing? Europe on tomorrow. Um, Premier League on this weekend. I, I guess we could. I really don't even have any matches that jump out to me. Uh, Chelsea Brighton will be a good one. Other than that, there's there's really nothing that. Let's let's just wash our hands and figure yeah. it out next week. Yeah, yeah. Champ- Champions League. That's what we all. That's all we need. Champions League next week as well. Uh, yeah. Whoa. So, what was it? Benfica at Inter. You like that or no? Let's let's get picks real quick. I'm gonna go through the picks. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So you can hold them against me next week. Uh, uh, so City versus Bayern, uh, City up 3-0. Who do you yeah, like? I mean, City, obviously. Okay. Watch Bayern win 4 What about uh, Inter versus Benfica and Inter's up 2-0? Um, yeah, I'm sticking with Inter. I barely knew you stuck with them to begin with. Um, Napoli, AC Milan. And, uh, and we're going to Naples. We're going to Naples, and Milan's up one zero against all of my judgment. Uh, I'm going to stick with AC Milan, even though it. I, I would have a lot of hope if I was a Napoli fan right now. You take a deep breath after that one. Uh, Real Madrid up two zero. Real. Real. Don't even na- don't even name the other club. Okay, I'm gonna go all of that except Napoli. Napoli three zero. I can totally see that. I'm I'm not mad about that pick at all. Like I can. I wrote it down, Keeks. I wrote it all down. We don't even need to check the books like we have to for this last call. Yeah, I love the baby Goku shirt. By the way, I just thank you. Uh, that is Goku sleeping in a bowl of ramen. Got it from a buddy for uh my birthday, and I I I wear this shirt almost every. Two weeks, probably. You should uh, wear one probably of my, every week, yeah. One of my main rotation shirts. Dude, yeah. It, it just, yeah, the fit just hits different. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it for tonight. Ran a little bit long, but uh, felt Hope good. Hope you enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was good. All right. Cheers. Cheers.